Wrestling Podcast. Finally, with your boy, Darry Lips. And as always, my man, Gio. Hey, man. Let me tell you about my friend, Scott Colton. <laughs> Gio going straight into press conference mode. Um, <laughs> joining us also, Damo. How are you, sir? Tired. I'm beat up. I'm sick of sharing this podcast with a bunch of fucking kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> kind, of guess, kind of guess what we're talking about. Um, pretty much, we get loads of messages. I get that we talk about WWE a lot, you know, which we do. I get. I think AEW has been coming into it a bit more, but AEW at the minute has been, um, well, emotional um i think we just we jumped straight in obviously they had their pay-per-view uh was it all out it was cool yeah. Yeah, yeah um and you know um it was all right as a paper no it was like, I thought, I'm, I'm struggling there the wrestling was good the wrestling was good and their most of the wrestling was good and their attempt at some story and angles I kind of saw, um, maybe, but uh, afterwards, obviously. So let's start with the pay per view. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll start with that um, because it was, you know, we haven't had the chance to go through that. Obviously, started with the mixed, triple uh, mi- A mixed tag team titles. Was it on the kickoff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sammy uh, Guevara and really against Ruby Soho and. Ortiz, um, Soho losing again. I think she's done. Do you think that's been a flop? Do you think Soho's a flop? Her, didn't it, didn't she break her nose? I think she may have been that, but I mean, like into that, like when you see how she's been. I mean, yeah. I tell me what she's done since getting there. Exactly, because there was quite a lot of hype about her. Like people like her, oh, and if you watch some of the stuff, like WWE, like she was all right. Like she's not. A bad they, performer. They they brought out like an actual artist's music for her. So yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just kind of now she's on the kickoff getting slapped. Um Yeah, that I don't know. Open. It wasn't a it wasn't a great um because I just didn't get like wasn't so Tay was she was jumped before the match, wrestled in street clothes, still pinned Ruby Soho. Like <sighs> Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um so then we started uh then I think it was the FTW world title hook versus Angelo Parker, short sweet, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I I don't get the hook hype. I've never I don't understand it. Myself. I don't think he's bad in the ring. I think he's a very good wrestling prospect. I mean he's got work to do, but I like him. He's not the hype is ridiculous. My issue with this whole match is the FTW Championship. Now, they said that they would not acknowledge it as a title on their brand. It's not an AEW Championship. It's not this. It's not that. So why the fuck are you having it defended on your pay-per-view, even if it is only on the pre-show? Yeah. And the thing is, it's like very obvious that they keep his matches short so it doesn't look bad. Get him in, yeah. get the pop, get him out before he makes a mistake, which I'm guessing is the right way. He's quite young. I mean, but as you say, yeah, why is it being defended? It felt like it was a bit thrown together because some of the matches, it just felt like they they didn't realize they had a pay-per-view coming up. Like, honestly, it it felt like some of the matches were just there 
for what it is. Um, then the Old Atlantic title, Kip Sabian versus Pack. Um, uh, yeah, Sabian's still Kip Sabian. I think he's trash. So, man spent <laughs> part of the match sat talking to a box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just I like Pack. I love Pack, but yeah, Kip Sabian just jobber and he just a jobber anyway moving on uh ishii versus eddie kingston um okay it's not my taste like this type of match and i think for a lot of people um but i do also understand why people would want to see that match i do understand why it was a good match it's not for me but i think i could understand why some wrestling fans appreciated that match I think. but it's not for me it feels like a desperate attempt to keep Eddie Kingston relevant because he's not a wrestler to the extent that a lot of the AW stars are, but they're so heavy on him because, oh, look, he's the f- he's taken so long to get to the big leagues. Do you a feel reason. like matches like this are the reason why indie shows are better off TV and in bingo halls yeah. rather than with money behind them? Because that yeah. didn't feel like a TV match, but if I'd watched it in a, you know, in an event down the fucking road at a fucking church hall, I probably would have loved that match more. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's I think that's the case with Eddie Kingston. The reason yeah. it took him so long to get here is because he's not made for here. No, yeah, he's, he's like he's, de- he's a, a great personality. He's a great personality, and he brought a lot to AEW. But I hear people like, oh, he should be the next, he should be the next AEW World Champion. Oh, he should be this. Why? Yeah. Oh, he's the best talker in wrestling. Well, he's not for one. No, he's a good talker, but he's not the best talker in wrestling. But it's called wrestling. It's all elite wrestling. Why would you have a talker as your champion? Just because, oh, he's taken so long to get fuck off. Exactly. And if we were going out, say I straight out to a wrestling show and Eddie Kingston comes out as like a little pop, like that's where you enjoy someone like him. Like not on TV. It's very different from wanting to see the indies on the TV than seeing it live. Mm. There are some people that it just works in that grubby vibe, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and I think this match, like, the uh, the chopping bit was just, like, repetitive. I just, yeah, it was it was an indie match on TV, and it shows me why I don't want indie matches on TV. Um, casino ladder match next. Um, I, I I actually really enjoyed the casino ladder match. They're wild. This was the like, best ladder yeah. match AEW has ever done. Yeah. I, the is, I like it. It told the story, and I would have saved the reveal that they did at the end of the match. I would have saved that for down the road and just had it been a man's person for a while. Mm. Yeah. I, I think they did it because of stuff going on. The, I think they did it because, obviously without going too far in and jumping ahead, because of the result of the main event, it made sense that that would be the reveal there. And then because it's like, it's, it's, yeah, there's a point to it, which I'll come back to when we we talk about the main event. Yeah. But I love, I I enjoy the casino ladder match. That is something that AEW do very well. Um, They're wild, they're crashes and dives. And the Joker is kind of always fun because it always just brings something a bit different. Um, well, except for the one year when what was it? Uh, wasn't the Joker, uh, Evan Bourne flat on his ass? Oh, yes. oh, yes. <laughs> Evan Bourne just like, fucked Evan up bad. 
fell right on his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay, bar that one. But no, I, I do enjoy them. And it was a highlight for me. It was a good match. And as you say, like, it felt like that Joker was some story, as you say. Um, but yeah, we'll get to the next bit about the Joker later on. Uh, trios titles, Elite versus Hangman Page and Dark Order. Um, I mean, I hold on before we get to that. I do like that they're building up Stokely as like a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, agree with that. Agree with that. We'll say. And they've not jumped out and said, and they've not jumped out and made it a thing no, straight off the back. He's just quietly going about his business, collecting people, kind of but, stuff. You know? But even if you, so obviously they did what they did in the ladder match for the person, but then there was zero interaction on Dynamite last week. Mm-hmm. Zero. Yep. And I like that. I like that they're not forcing it down our throats. Yeah, it makes it better. Makes you wonder what he's up to. Um, but yeah, then the trios titles, um, heck of a match, but you knew it would be. So, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's it. Just car crash stuff, pop the crowd, blah, blah, bam. You know, I'm, maybe I'm not into the elite like some people are, but I can appreciate that the matches they put on with these people. And I think this match was, was no different. It was great. Uh, 20 minutes and you didn't feel like it went on 20 minutes. It, it kept going. Yeah, I uh, I appreciate it. Um, and obviously the Elite winning. But we'll get to the next bit in a bit. <laughs> a lot changed within t- like two hours of this pay-per-view. Um, TBS title, Jade Cargill versus Athena. Um, I, I... No disrespect to the match, but yawn. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're spoiling Cargill with it, I think. Like, who's next? Who's left? I think there, so there are four. I think there are four people that she has yet to face, and that is Brit, Jamie, um, Statlander, and I can't remember who the fourth. But it might just be three. There's three or four, and like, what's the what? Where's it go now? Yeah. Because, like, it's going to be interesting when she finally loses because they booked her, like, she's the most pushed woman in AEW by far. She's Goldberg. You know, she is at the minute, Goldberg. And it's it's worrying because, like, that can... And if ever there was a moment, this would have been the moment. Yeah, Athena would have been a good choice because it's that is believable that she could have beat her, but she's, like, slapped her up in less than five minutes, you know? Um... So I don't know, yeah. I don't know, yeah. But I worry about the eventual loss and how that would help Jade. But at the minute, she's still just flying. So be interesting to see how that goes. Um, FTR and Wardlow took on Jay Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns. Um, none of this helped anyone except give Wardlow back some money. None of the other. It annoyed me. Matter. Really? It annoyed me that it was a feud with Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt. And then we got Motor City Machine Guns for no apparent reason. Like, I know there's, like, backstory between them and Lethal, but it just felt like they were like, oh, well, we can't have Satnam Singh. Like, you're building Satnam Singh to be this absolute beast. I would have... That match would have been so much better with Wardlow going at Satnam and having something there for me. And And if he's not ready, stop telling me he's ready, stop pushing him. Yeah, true. And maybe, I, I mean, I wouldn't hate FTR versus Machine Guns. Like, maybe just to no. take off a dream box, a dream match for them, you know? Like, Motor City Machine Guns, one of the probably 
out of WWE famous tag teams, you know, really good tag team. Um, so I could see them, but the match did nothing really for FTR or anyone. It just felt like it was momentum for Wardlow and got people on the card, you know? Um, yeah. But that's about it. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs took on Ricky Starks. Um, felt like the, I don't know. I, it was very quick, you know? Yes. Um, I wonder if they, they cut it down. You know, if they that was one of the matches just for times, but um, the ending was decent. If Hobbs winning was made sense, you know. So, I mean, I was in that because we'll get into one of the other matches. This year. Sorry, Gio's gone down a tunnel. Yeah, um. where did you go? <laughs> oh, Gio, Gio's, Gio's in Taco Bell. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was saying that you know I don't. If they cut that, then it makes no sense because there was a whole other match that was supposed to happen that got cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What I'd say about the Starks-Hobbs match as well is it had a really good build and it felt spoiled by the quickness of the match. Yeah, because like from this, you'd expect Hobbs to get a certain kind of push. Like yeah. You felt like the story was there to, to for Hobbs to get momentum and a push. Um the Spinebuster was decent, like that he won from. I will yeah, say yeah. it's a damn good Spinebuster. No Carl Anderson, but still decent. Um, and then Spinebuster. Love a Spinebuster. I, I love it, but a Spinebuster hasn't finished a match since the 80s. <laughs> I know. Arn Anderson kind of ruined that for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's true, though. But yeah, we'll see. We see, because like, I feel like one of I've always said Hobbs for me with the right push and right booking and treated right could, could actually be really good. Like I've, I've always rated Hobbs. I do like Hobbs, but we'll see what comes from that. Um, right. Then the big one, a big one swerve and Keith Lee versus the acclaimed. Oh, I'm not sure for the result. Like The acclaimed were over. Like, so on that, I, I do understand why they'd want to keep it on swerve and Lee. Like, I, I get it, but that was the opportunity to call it really good audible that the crowd, because the crowd are into acclaimed big. And maybe they haven't pulled that trigger because they want to build it up more, but they're, they're so over right now, as you say. Like, people are behind the acclaimed, you know? Like, and quite rightly, they are taking their opportunity. In I, the never sun, thought you know? I'd I never thought I'd hear an audience chant, scissor me, daddy. <laughs> The best thing in wrestling right now is the acclaimed and daddy ass. Yeah. Something yeah, about yeah. him throwing his fingers in the air and shouting, scissor me daddy ass, just does things to me. Like, things I didn't expect two men scissoring would do to a, to a man. You know what? I'm all in. And I personally think that the reason that they stick with Swerve in our glory is because they are terrified of, of admitting that they made a mistake. Yeah, maybe. Swerve carries his tag team. Oh, yeah. Absolutely carries the tag team. Keith, Keith Lee hasn't... Yeah. I like. Look, I'm, yeah. I'm going to check later and if the title's not Susan Me Daddy Demo, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> okay, it's done. done. He's just... Keith Lee... Just phenomenal. Very, no, I don't think he's very good. I think he's got a bad. Uh, no, I think he's got bad no. work ethic. So 
In terms of his in-ring ability, I can't fault him. His time at WWE, his in-ring work was great. AEW, some of his in-ring work has been great. Before WWE, his in-ring work was great. But it's almost like his, like you say, his work ethic. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, obviously, there was some form of health scare, which still nothing really came out about. There was rumoured to be his heart. Fair enough. But I think AEW were like, oh my God, Keith Lee was massive. WWE have made a mistake in letting him go. Let's bring him in. And then they've gone, fuck, maybe he's not actually what we expected. They've thrown him in this tag team. And okay, there's nowhere for Swerve to go solos because of the way the the card and the roster is built. But there is absolute zero for Keith Lee when he's not with Swerve. Yep. And I think I would have said, like, of all the ones that WWE have let go that have gone to AEW, Keith Lee was the one that I thought that might be a mistake, you know, as you say. But then you watch, like, the same thing happening here. And you think, you know... When you look, him and Gunther were asked to do the same thing. Lose some weight, change your name, right? Okay, Keith Lee's Bearcat thing was was probably not the greatest idea. Look at where like Walter Gunther is now, you know? Like, God tier on SmackDown at the minute, matches he's putting on, because he did that. I just, yeah, I start, yes, okay, there may be some health issues that maybe have re- resonated in Keith Lee's head. I could believe that. Maybe it makes it difficult. But as you say, like, if it wasn't for Swerve, you wouldn't see Keith Lee on anything no. past Rampage. You know? Um, another one for me with regards to Keith Lee. So, obviously, when he left WWE, he stopped dying his hair. I was like, oh, look, because it's not to sign me being old, yada, 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 yada. Joined AEW and dyed his hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just not gone well for Keith Lee. Um, but it's funny, yeah, as you said, Props to the acclaimed. I think they will win the titles. They have to give them the titles. And it's funny, all yeah. them little phrases and all the funny things. Always Billy Gunn's involved, isn't it? From the yeah. Arseman stuff to the, the DX stuff to the Billy and Chuck stuff. It's always Billy Gunn, isn't it? That's <laughs> always him. Mm-hmm. Always yeah, him. Love Billy. Um, right, women's title, interim, sorry, interim world title. Hater, Baker, Sheeda, and Storm. I knew that Storm was always going to win. I know. Refused to win it. Yeah, I know everyone wanted Hater, and I get. I mean, I get it, but Storm needed to win because of. I'm guessing of how she's brought it, but yeah, it was could only be Storm for me. Um, I'm like the only person here, but I'm not into this interim bullshit. <laughs> yeah, no. Yes, let's touch on that interim. Fuck, stop it. Talk about being terrified of vacating a title. Yeah. They've seen the guy on Twitter, in it vacant on Twitter. They they just yeah. don't want him to be yeah. multiple champion. <laughs> I don't understand like, it. Like, just she, if she's injured and can't compete, strip her. That's it. Just strip her and keep the title. Why injure him? And the thing is, if you're doing it for an injury and stripping, no one's going to judge when you turn around after a return and say, "Right, there's your number one contender. You never lost the title. Bang, go for it." Exactly, no one like, thinks that. Using the like Jordan Devlin one, like that was. That was because of travel reasons, wasn't it? COVID and stuff. And then, yeah, yeah. And then the other talk. And, you know, like, that one makes sense. But when it's just an injury, then, no, you can't compete. Then you lose your title, you know, and come back when you're fit. Yeah, quit with the interim. I hate it. I hate it. Um, Jungle Boy versus Christian. Um, I'm saying, like, they could have given that time to the... Well, I think Christian's guy. fucked, though, isn't he? Yep, he's well, got the same injury as Punk and the same yeah, injury as Cody. Six, 
match. Yeah, so they just turned Lucha. Luchasaurus has got to be catching up with Big Show now, maybe. <laughs> but I think they had I, to I call it audible on that one and turning Lucha heel and making the match so short because of Christian's injury was probably the only way to go. I think he just had successful surgery. He was going in. Yeah, I think he's. Well, I think afterwards, I think he was going in. I think he's just had it, and there's like six to nine months. I think Christian, which is a shame because Christian's actually been really good. Like he's been a really bright spot since this turn. Yeah, been a really bright spot, and it's the turn that we all knew that Christian would run. Yeah, through, you know. So, and he has. Uh, Jericho versus Brian Danielson. Um, it was a classic. I'm not going to lie. The low blow didn't need to happen. I think that spoiled it a little bit. Didn't need to do it because I actually thought they put on a really good match for a match I really wasn't interested in seeing. I thought it was way yeah. past. I actually, it, it, maybe because I went in with such low expectation thinking, ugh, you know, I don't want to see old man Jericho and Danielson go at it again. But they surprised me. They put on a great match. I just didn't like the, the low blow. I don't think it needed that because they put on such a good wrestling match. Uh, but I, I also don't think that Brian Danielson should have lost. I don't think Jericho needed. He's lost a lot now. Like, has Brian Danielson had a big win on in AEW? What's his biggest win? Um, this Wednesday on Dynamite when he beat um Adam Page. Oh. <laughs> there you go. See, that is true. Right. Uh, House of Black versus Sting, Darby Allen and Miro. Obviously, we'll get onto stuff about House of Black after this. Um. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Don't think anyone did much of anything, and I'm not really sure AEW had a plan for Miro and House of Black with it. And then obviously afterwards, he's now been Alistair Malachi Black has been granted his conditional release, which I think is six months. He has to no compete. Is that right? I think the rumors are. That's one of the rumors. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I think he's got some mental health stuff that he's trying to deal with. Um, I do think that part's true and maybe some beat up injuries, but you feel part of it is also just him being so lost in AEW. I think so. Um, I, he's one of the people that was like, oh, WWE did him wrong and they're going to do him 10 times better here. And they did it. They've given him that creativity and they've given him that freedom to sort of express his character and build his stable, but I feel like they've just held him back with every result along the way. Like, it's an odd one. Yeah. It's very odd and I, one. I, I'm, I'm not surprised of him asking to leave because maybe part of it, his head's not in it as well. Like, you know, if there is some health stuff going on, maybe his now, head's not in it. Think, do you think when that compete is up, he'll come back to uh, um, WWE? If he gets mentally right and it's not like other stuff, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I think he is someone that they would want back. Yeah. Like a fully fit, a fully on it, Alistair Black. You know, I like that. Obviously, there has been some talk that he's dealing with some personal stuff, you know, and if, you know, that could, and he's been complaining about his back from bits and pieces. Um, yeah, yeah. If he can get fit and healthy and, and head right, then yeah, 100%. Because like you think of NXT, Alistair Black, and there wasn't much better than that. You know? Man, um, that whole... I See, to me, I like that whole Velveteen Dream feud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, agree with you. Um, but I will say, it was a fun match, but 
this was also what like four and a half hours into the show <laughs> you're like i'm tired uh, it took me three attempts in. to watch the whole show yeah 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 i, I did it in three yeah it's like two hour chunks it felt like and it's just like wait you oh. guys actually you guys actually watched it oh the next I... day i didn't stay up to watch it yeah yeah i, I didn't stay up in like three bits the next day okay i was gonna say because i didn't watch it live at all no i don't i can't yeah. We, we, because of how long they go, I don't watch AEW live. Exactly. For, for UK, we're talking that we go until like 6 a.m. The last time I tried that was the last one they did where Punk won the belt. And I was I was just like, oh. That means, uh, like, if it's 1 a.m. to about hours, 6, man. that's at least like 1 a.m. even for Americans, isn't it? I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, that, the one with Punk and Page was like almost six hours. Yeah. It's just not feasible as a UK wrestling fan, but us, like, you know, I can't, you know, 4am is a push, 6am is just a joke, you know? Um, right, then the AEW world title, and obviously this will lead on to every other bit, Moxley versus Punk. Um, okay, so Punk got his big hometown moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, champion again, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was ridiculous. I don't think it was good. I, I don't think he needed it. Um, I think it gives someone like Punk way too much control. And then, obviously, I think the main talking point was his post-match with Tony Khan actually sitting there. <laughs> I, Here's the thing. Like, what, even triggered him, what even triggered him to start going off about cold? No idea, for a start. I don't know if any of that's come out because he just came out and started going on about it. Do you, okay, Damo, what's your take on it? Because like, he's not even first a way I, to have an opinion. Like, what, what do you make of it? So the first thing I would say is that I actually felt sorry for coked up Tony Khan during this entire thing because that man <laughs> looked so uncomfortable. Like, I get it, he's off his tits on cocaine or something. Like, that's clear yeah. for everybody to see. But the, the, the man is, didn't have a clue. He's trying to do damage control doing it. Like, he's like, um, I should have handled this like I did Forbes. And Punk is like putting his hand up and he's like, no, no, this is a learning experience, Tony. <laughs> Punk belittled him and just, he basically turned oh, the whole fucking show, the whole, from top the, to bottom, he's become a circus. The yeah. face that he made when, when everybody was like, how do you feel about MJF coming back and being your next challenger? And he's like, he just wants me to fight pricks. Poor Tony Khan's like soul left his body. Like, Tony's already had his own, like, <laughs> taking himself out to the back of the stable to be put down by trying to complain about WWE running fucking shows on the same weekend as he did. Like, you weren't the, you weren't the first person to invent the pay-per-view. Fuck off. Nobody were you complaining? Were WWE complaining that you jumped on their back for NXT when you said run dynamite? No, fuck off. Like the fact that they had a show in England at fucking five PM our time, so one PM your American time had no impact on all out. The fact that NXT ran earlier than it ever ran before had no impact on all out. Hmm. All out was sold and billed as CM Punk bringing fucking AEW to Chicago, blowing the fucking roof off. And all he did was he lit a fucking fuse and set the dynamite off. The match was okay, but the post-match media shit, like, just, this is the problem with 
everybody has with CM Punk is that they give him too much freedom, too much mic time. They let him go into business for himself. One year before this whole fucking thing, he came into AEW and he watched it and he was like, oh, there's some guys in the back that I'm really looking forward to working with. You know, there's some fucking fantastic people. One year later, they're all a bunch of pricks. I'm sick of working with fucking children. The EVPs are dickheads. Like, yeah. WWE saw the problem and didn't let CM Punk I, have. I, think it, I want to be. I want to main event WrestleMania. Fuck off to the back yeah. of the line. The thing is that like, he's always said that, but that take a Punk match. I've always counted as the main event of that WrestleMania. May not have gone last. Yeah, but that's the match you remember. Yeah, because you know I mean? it was amazing. But like, yeah, I just. I don't know. Like when he, yourself, you know, I, I don't understand why he. Yeah, I don't know why he started on it. Like because he started with like uh, to a journalist when it, I, no one heard really what the journalist said, but he was like, "Would you say you're friends with Scott Colton? So you're not friends with him? Oh wow, that makes two of us." And then off he went, you know. And like, I don't understand that. And then later on, when Tony obviously was realizing that shit's going down, and he interrupts I mean... him, and he's like, "I'm trying, I'm trying to run a fucking business." Uh, somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million dollar house that this company has ever drawn off my back. And then when he tried to interrupt him again, it was like, he shouldn't be doing that. You know, um, got EVPs he, that should have okay, fucking known so, better. Like, what the hell? So at one point he stopped talking about Colts and then he came back and was like, by the way, in case you guys want to know, he lives with his mother. No, he shares a bank account with his mother. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. I paid all bills. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, uh, but it has obviously then after that there was a bit of a fight at backstage from what we've heard, um, which has left quite a lot suspended. Um the the Bucks and Kenny Omega and Christopher Daniels and somebody else who got suspended and Punk and Ace Steel have been suspended. Ace Steel apparently tried to bite someone. Poor Kenny Omega just wanted to get the damn dog out of there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but what do you think? Do you think Punk's done? Do you think they have to sack him? I think they have, I think they have to. Yeah. And it's an interesting one because I also think, whilst yes, they should, I don't know if they will, but they should sack him. I think it will also lead to all power being stripped from the EVPs, um, and they'll just be sort of thought of as just well, they took guys who were there at the beginning. Yeah, they have taken him out, him out of the intro. Of the intro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just messy. I don't think, what was it at the <laughs> end? He was like, name two people that have made the most money off the name CF Punk. I don't think you're the, yeah, there. He said to Tony, he's like, the first one's Vince, the second one's Scott yeah. Cullen. And then he left. Yeah. It was just, it was just, Everything that everyone's always said out of WWE about Punk shining through. Like, he is just an horrible, whiny little bastard. But those AEW fanboys will say, and now Punk's changed. He hasn't. And the best part is, is if you watch the whole media thing, you could tell when it went down because he left and Jericho was talking, and you see a security guard go running out of there, and then you hear Jericho just go, oh, some shit just went down in the back. And it, yeah. yeah, and it sounds like it did actually really go down. But yeah, Punk has to go because, like, otherwise it just becomes, you know. I'd like, to, I'd like to read a tweet if I may from uh, from a certain CM Punk from three four months ago. Doesn't matter if your opinion of your coworker is positive or negative. Stand with them. 
because they'll do the same thing to you and you'll wish someone out. Trust me, you're expendable. Together, you're unstoppable. I hope that was I hope that was ironic. <laughs> yeah, turns out a bit, but uh, yeah, but yeah. To be fair, I think the only mistake made, I think how AEW handled it by just suspending everyone to call off and investigate. I personally wouldn't have done it by video feed. I feel like you should have come out to the crowd, Tony. Yes. Um, that's the only bit I would have changed about that. I don't think a video feed. Like when Vince gets called out, Vince does come to the crowd. Like, yeah. you know, one thing I, you always say about him, he does just take it, you know? It was a very brave, very bold, and uh, very well-played move to suspend them all, strip yes. all of them. Like, he didn't go to interim champs, he stripped them. Yes. Like, it yeah. was a big balls. It was a it was a move that I didn't know if he had the balls to make, and yeah. fair play to him for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, fair play to him for thinking, "Fuck, we're in the shitter." Call up Jericho, call up Danielson, call up Moxley, and ask them to come and fucking help. Because Moxley was supposed to be taking time off. Yeah, yeah, they were all meant to be, weren't they? Like, I yeah, Jericho was having a couple of weeks. Danielson was having at least one week, and Mox was supposed to be taking an extended period of absence. And all three of them turning around saying, yeah, we'll be there. Like, obviously they're doing something right. I mean, was... Moxley, I think, and his, and I think his interview just showed the type of person that John Moxley is. Um, but yeah, I, I, all of this over Colt Cabana. Imagine. And his mum. <laughs> oh, and his mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's funny. So I watched the the promo from Hangman Page as well, which is what I think part of it was pretty much started it all, wasn't it? I don't really see why Punk was so mad. Like, I actually, I've watched the promo a couple of times. I don't really see why it was angry, you know, what, what pissed him off about it. But yeah, really he did. But yeah, anyway, that's AEW. Um, who was the other one that got? So Pat Buck, Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa, and Christopher Daniels all got suspended as well, didn't they? Yes. Yes. There you go. They just suspended everyone, regardless. Everyone that was involved. Um, so I saw that an independent body has reached out to a couple of people who weren't involved but witnessed some of it, those being Mega and MJF. But they're oh, the only two that are rumoured to have seen anything that weren't involved in it. And obviously, so then from that, the last bit, obviously MJF was turned out to be the Joker. His promo the next night when he was like, oh, oh good. Buffalo and then switched on up, just amazing. He uh, was like random face. Yeah, it was amazing. But I, for the first time ever, I think I agree with something Eric Bischoff said. I probably wouldn't have, have had MJF mention WWE as much as he did in his promo because right now, WWE are flying. Regardless of anything else, all the hype is with them like, and everything that Triple H is doing, you know? So I do think that they shouldn't have done that because um, I've never been one. I've, you know, having watched WCW, TNA and everything, the, the problems always start is because they have such a hard-on for WWE and WWE don't really mention it. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't have done that, but it was a great promo. I can. Confirm. Um, right, the WWE also had uh, a pay per view. <laughs> Quite a weekend. Clash of the Castle. Totally right. Oh, for the first time I ever. Huh? You're proud of me. No, because you said Clash of the Castle and it's oh, Clash at the Castle. Uh, <laughs> so I liked it. 
Yeah. Do you know what? I actually liked it. Um, I thought it was great. Um, I enjoyed every second of it. Um, we watched it on pause. But yeah, I thought, I thought the whole thing was great. Dave Meltzer obviously giving Gunther and Sheamus a five-star match. So he should. Yeah, which he should. The match was, uh, was amazing. And the fact that Imperium were all back together and he had his trench coat on. Yeah, marked out. You already knew what was going to come we, from that. Is he still going by Giovanni Vici or what? Yep. Yeah. He's still going as okay. Vici. Yeah. Because, like, from everything read, I think Walter is quite happy being Gunter. I think he quite... Mm-hmm. I don't think he has any issue with it. Same as... I think they'll keep Pete Dunne's name as Butch. I really do think they'll keep his name as Butch. He'll just be him. more yeah. of the Pete Dunne character. Yeah, I think so. Um, but, yeah, quite easily, match of the night. I mean, it started... A little bit slow with the women's match, mainly because I just don't get Bliss and Oscar's involvement. That's all. I just, and I, I don't know, like, yeah, it was, it wasn't great. It wasn't great for me. Um, but yeah, it was ace for me, for one reason <laughs> and one reason only. Why was that? Bianca Shitty Belair fell to a pinfall for the first time in almost a year. Yep, first time in twenty-two. It hasn't been pinned since last year. Like and 300 and something days since the last pin. And they're definitely like, they're all in now, on Bailey's faction. Did you watch the match? Uh, yes, actually, I did, did because actually. I was at Darry and I was at Darry's with him and Nick, so I didn't really have the option not to watch it. <laughs> um, Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. I'm just over Liv Morgan. I'm over it. Yep. I'm just over it. It's it's like Kofi's title right now. I want Ronda to run through her in 15 seconds. That's what I, I that, that's. I'm not a big Ronda fan. I just want it to stop. I want it to be Brock Lesnar, Kofi all over again. I want Liv Morgan away from that women's title and just off my screen for a bit. Just like go away. It's not work. It's not fun. It's just a bit ridiculous. And I'm just over it. So, yeah. Good to, to see Shayna looking good though. Winning, she's winning on fucking roll ups. That's the problem right there. Exactly. You cannot book her. Like, the thing is, you put her against anyone on the SmackDown women's roster. She's an underdog. So you can never book her, like, properly. You know? It's just Kelly Kelly all over again. You know? No. No. It's worse. Yeah, okay. Maybe Kelly Kelly was a better wrestler. Yeah. And there was only really Beth Phoenix as, like, the and Natalia, maybe, as, like, the yeah. Player. Like all that, nothing against the women at that time, but like you know, like the tough looking like wrestlers. Whereas, yeah, Liv Morgan for me, just like everyone could be her, and it's just, it's just not, it's not. I've not even got into the fact of an underdog champ or I'm behind her or anything. Like I want her to lose. Yeah, yeah, and I don't yeah. want to hate Liv Morgan. I don't want to, but her being champ is yeah. It's just Kofi's run all over again. It's meh. Get it it's, off her. When you watch her matches as well, you. It, it seems to move slower than a regular wrestling match. And it's almost like you can see her counting the steps and count and you know how she's yeah. rehearsed the match. It's almost like that where it's like this is the this is just a rehearsal. I did one, two, three step, do this move. She's not quite in the corner, so I'll wait for her to adjust herself and then I'll It yeah. felt like it was a Shayna shake off the ring rust match more than a champ like Liv Morgan ch- title defence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I thought Shayna yeah. was quite good. Like, it was good to see Shayna looking a bit like her old self. But yeah, just please, Ronda, yeah. destroy her. Please. Um, 
uh, Edge and Mysterio versus Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Edge's pop. I would cheer so hard in my life. Yeah, like, oh, the match was fine. There was nothing wrong with the match, right? Like, and you know, them four always going to put on a solid filler match. Post match. Oh my god, I actually cheered. Yeah, post match. Listen, I cheered last night when he was like, "I am not your baby anymore. <laughs> I am." Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like oh, me and Darry, me and Darry were popping. Like our favorite football teams had just won every trophy in the world. Yeah, um, we were fucking. Nick was like, "What is going on?" Yeah. <laughs> so I, we cheered to... like the edge low blow, and then we're literally begging him to hit. Yeah. Like we're literally on our knees at the bottom of the TV, begging it, and then bam! Probably the best clothesline or wrestling move I've ever seen Dominic do as well. Maybe yeah. because there's like a bit more trust there. Like he knows he can whack his dad or maybe. But yeah, 100% what Dominic needed to do as well. Because like on Raw last night too, the match with Edge, I didn't hate him. Or like it was, you want to hate him. He's better, he's better as a heel right now to learn well, and it was, be with people like Finn and Priest and Rhea, you know? He, he'll it was, ob- do it was obviously coming because he took his dad's mullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, I respect it. I'm all behind Dominic now. Don't hate him. Crack on, son. Jet your hair black. Slick it I'm, back. I'm waiting for, look, I'm waiting for the callback to that, like, Ray to be like, but you're my son in front of the like, No, Dad. Eddie is my father. <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine they bring that back. Rhea's his daddy now, though. Papi. <laughs> Papi. Um... Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Uh, loved the Seth Rollins Elton John gear. Amazing. Um, and a great fight. It was, it, it was, yeah, it was great from start to finish from the entrances. I thought the entrances were perfect. Um, really good match. Yeah, loved, loved, loved every second. Great match. And that was the thing. Like, this felt like a wrestling show. When you look back, it was just wrestling, really. Like, the women's match was good wrestling. You know, Gunther Sheamus stepped up. I mean, forget about Liv. You, know, you keep saying wrestling, and this man is somewhere shaking his fist. <laughs> well, good thing he's retired and he's counting his money. Um, then the main event, uh, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. Whoo! Was a bit of a roller coaster. They hit that. They, they nailed this main event. Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre showed why they are probably the top two guys on WWE. Mm-hmm that match for me like the fans were in it austin theory come in it tyson fury knocked out you know theory and then solo sokoa joined the bloodline which we all wanted to do half an hour that match well the crowd were devastated i think we all were because i think they booked it in a way where you started to think that maybe drew is the one you know what i mean like the The chosen one yeah you did feel like Oh, if they were going to do it, now is the time. Like, because of how they booked it. And when you look back, you think, actually, they're not going to take it off Roman anytime soon. But it was just, you got so invested. Um, absolute banger. Um, and then we had the weirdest ending ever as Drew McIntyre and Tyson Fury started singing American Pie and some Oasis songs. So apparently that wasn't meant to be aired. Oh, really? That was meant to be just for the crowd. Yeah. Um, okay, that makes sense. Though. Which just makes it, it makes it so much better. 
that yeah. like that was accidentally aired. Um, I'm glad they did it. Yeah. But yeah, the rumours were that that was meant to be... We were we were shouting for Tyson Fury to knock out Drew McIntyre. Oh my God, we, yes. We did, we did scream for that. I do want to see he, that. I mean, he did knock out uh, Leary. <laughs> he did. Which I loved. I loved it. I think, um, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Like and British whole... crowd, though. Like, I know. Like, I'm probably a bit biased. You can't beat a British crowd, crowd in wrestling. Like, you just can't. Nope. We just I... fucking love Bianca Belair despised the crowd. Like, you could see she was visibly shook that she wasn't the baby face amongst the but crowd. And you know Even what? Bailey Fuck you. Didn't stop them. It's Bailey. We are going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like for Bailey, she will get that whether she's heel or anything. You know um, what? It was just good to see the rest of the UK come behind and support me in my disliking of Bianca Bella. <laughs> they did me proud. Did oh, uh, just news just in. Kenny Omega is in Japan promoting the AEW Fight Forever game, so maybe that can be taken in a good omen. But he's in Japan right mm. now. Did you see as well that they've? cancelled um being the elite the podcast and youtube shows yes until further notice yeah it's on i hate it and swerve mm -hmm. had to cancel punk being on his podcast and something yeah right the other little bits i've got written here um obviously there was some news since that that young bucks and kenny omega have put feelers out to wwe Think there's any rumors in that or i think it's just people talking um i personally just think they've been having conversations with their friends kevin owens and cody rhodes honestly what i think it is yeah here's my thing i think they did it just to fucking scare tony connor to getting out to getting punk out of there because you know that that's their way of being like hey listen there's other places we can go when tony khan's like oh maybe shit. Like we've got friends elsewhere yeah because they have you know they have got friends elsewhere but I think it's just chatting with their mates and maybe someone's like, well, actually, like you say, yeah. let, let it let it slip that we've had a chat. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, just to make Tony do something, which I could believe. But yeah, I don't think there's much in that. Um, but one question that I was asked to put to you two before we get to the review is... It reminds, go on. It reminds me of back in WCW where like Hulk Hogan, when his contract was up, would always like, he would leave WCW TV for a bit, and then he'd like start talking to like he let it slip out like, oh, I'm I'm I might be talking to Vince McMahon right now, even though he wasn't, just so that they'd offer him another million dollars to come back and fix the ratings. Um, so yeah, one of the room a rumor of the day, sorry, rumor for the day, the story of the young book sending out feelers came from Ryan Frederick, who covers MMA for the Wrestling Observer. He wrote on the board that he stands by his report and has heard it from multiple people. It's suggested that they didn't speak to anybody in WWE management. They simply were having a conversation with a friend who works for the company, a fellow wrestler, that they said they would be willing to listen to offers and they should make that known to management. There you go. <laughs> wow, fair enough. There, so it's exactly that. Uh, right, question that was for both of you. Um, so the rumor is that they don't want Roman Reigns to lose at all before WrestleMania 39, but they want to go into WrestleMania with two champs. So the question was, how would you book taking one of the titles off of Roman? Gio, we'll start with you. Uh, I'd have the... I'd do the Austin Theory catch-in, and then 
I'd have Roman be like, you can't cash in for both. Okay, Damo? I wouldn't do that because that suggests that Austin Theory beats Roman Reigns and we've just said that Roman Reigns isn't losing. <laughs> so what I'd do is I wouldn't take either of the titles away. I would finally unify those titles because what's the point in walking around with two straps? That doesn't make sense. Unify them, just be done with it. Um, and then just put a new title on Raw or SmackDown, wherever you wanted Roman, put it on the opposite one, of course. Um, there were rumours when Triple H took over that he was looking at bringing another title in anyway. So why not do it that way? Right, Bring so back big gold. My way, I would have a TLC match with Rollins with both belts hanging above. They both get up at the same time and take one each. Yeah. That's how I would do it. But does that count as a Roman Reigns loss? Maybe not. But yeah, that's what I would do. Right. Because to me, the money in the bank always was like, if you cash in, you know, you win one of the belts. And I think that's what, like, I think he's going to have both, but I think Roman's going to do something like he'll yell at. But apparently there isn't any fixed plan. Apparently, as it stands, it's open to creative ideas. But they would like to have two champions. But yeah, maybe just like you say, just the simplest way is unify him and give Raw its own. Yeah. Or SmackDown, whatever. But, you know, who's going to be the TV show, the TV channel that doesn't have Roman? Next issue. I think he's uh, currently a SmackDown superstar and mm. Fox and USA know that. Fox do put more money in. Yeah. And USA, they're not exactly short of fucking talent on Raw, are they? Let's no. be honest. Like, like, look at the feud that we're about to have for the United States title. I mean, like, where have you seen the United States title match where it's Lashley versus Rollins? Like, come on. That is main event, you know? That is main event. That is making me want to see what happens with the US title. Bobby Lashley, in the the simplest of ways, has made the US title, just like Gunther for me, has made that title mean something again very, very quickly. Yeah. Since Triple H came in and put a little bit of love on the mid-card titles, they actually feel important again. Yeah. By having it on two big guys who can do pretty much anything. Like, do they have bags of personality? No, but they make up for it with MVP and Ludwig Kaiser. Like, yep. it works so well. Yep, 100%. Right, Gio, you thought we were going to run out of time. <laughs> um. You got Victory Road 2011 because obviously we spoke about the Jake the Snake thing and the next best one was for uh, obviously the Jeff Hardy incident. Right. First of all, as a show, take away the Jeff Hardy thing. How was it? That I, good? <laughs> I, I mean, I liked it for the most part. Go, you, you got the card up? I have, I have. Right, so we started with Tommy Dreamer versus Bully Ray. Fools count anywhere. Um, I liked it because this was my favorite bully, right? Yeah. Was he it's just this he was a heel, he was doing these matches like these hardcore type matches, and he 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 was at like his best. Yeah, he was. I agree with that. Absolutely uh, agree with that. Um Tommy Dre, Tommy Dreamer actually picked up the win, which was uh, a bit surprised. Um, now this match got minus three stars. Rosita and Sarita versus Angelina Love and Winter. Yeah, it wasn't Ooh. that good. Uh, Angelina Love is not a good. 
And Rosita being obviously your queen, Queen Zelina. Yeah, Queen Zelina. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this got minus three stars. How bad was this match? It was. It wasn't that good. <laughs> well, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, the the two point. Here we go. Their main two points of criticism were in the delay in Velvet Sky getting to the ring to intercept Rosita, and the unbelievability yeah. that Rosita could keep the much larger winter pinned for as long as she did. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I I see that. Uh, first blood match between Hernandez, yeah, Jake Hager's mate, and uh, Matt Morgan. The blueprint, Matt Morgan. Let's go. Where is Matt Morgan? He's city commissioner in Longwood, Florida. There you go. What a love that. The ending was so fucking stupid and shitty, and it made me mad. He pulls out like a fake blood, like a fake, like blood water gun thing, and just squirts it all over Hernandez, and then is like, "Look, ref, he's bleeding." Oh, that sounds because the ref like the ref took a bump and then like he pulled out like this like squirt pistol with fake blood in it and just squirted him. Oh dear. Okay. Yeah. Move on. From and that. then he woke the ref up and was like, "He's bleeding. Don't check the cut. Just leave the blood." He's so uh, stupid. Uh, Ultimate X match: Kazarian, Jeremy Buck, Max Buck. <laughs> Turned out to be somebody. Yeah, and Robbie E. Robert Stone. Um, I like. I used to love the Ultimate X matches. Yeah, Jeremy Buck. Don't know. Didn't really do anything. Who are these Buck guys? I don't think they ever amounted to anything, Joe. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't think. It's me. You know, Generation Me. Um, but I used to love the Ultimate X matches. I used to love the X Division Championship. I'm all about that. Um, hated Frankie Kazarian. Fucking hate him. Just, you hate yeah, yeah, cannot stand him. Cannot stand to watch him. Don't like his style. Don't like him. Nothing. Yeah, Kazarian would be one of my top three. If they never wrestled again, I wouldn't be sad, guys. Yep. Can't stand him. Yeah. That was a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. That was a lot to unpack. <laughs> but he won. He had a tryout for WWE and... He wrestled there for like four weeks and then they were like, hey, cut your hair. And he was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> they, just... they were like, oh, he was also he suicide for a bit, wasn't he? Wasn't he suicide? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not a fan. Uh, never have been. <laughs> never will be. Fuck, Frank. Um... <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You finally found out one of my most hated wrestlers, Frankie Kazarian. Not, not. Like, the group of him, Christopher Daniels, and Scorpio Sky literally made me never want to watch AEW. <laughs> I was like, that's like the worst three you could possibly think of. Like, yeah, I'm not a big Christopher Daniels fan either, but I, 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 I like him more than Kazarian. Um, right, TNA World Tag Team Championships, Beer Money. Love it. Storm and Rude taking on Ink Ink. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yes, of Jesse Neal and Shannon Moore. Ink, ink, the best. Uh, Shannon Moore, this is how outdated this is. Shannon Moore came out with a big-ass book that said Dillagaff on it. And he called it a book of Dillagaff. In case you don't remember what Dillagaff stands for, it was, do I look like I give a fuck? And it was a 
fucking catchy thing that a lot of people did back in the day, the fucking early 2000s. Oh, it was just God. a whole group. Who was the girl that was in it? The ballet toxin. They all had like this yeah. spike. She had this massive spiked green hair. She was. That's Von Erich. She's. I, I think in real life she's married to Jesse Neal. Oh wow! Oh, she actually married him. But beer money retained because beer money probably the greatest thing to come out um, of TNA for a long, long time. Great, yeah, greatest theme and everything. Yeah, 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 absolutely everything. And they were just at the time the two of them were in just such good sync. And they had, you know, they had the little beer money mobile. <laughs> <laughs> Right, then your favorite match of the night, without doubt, AJ Styles versus Matt Hardy. <laughs> oh, God, look. 2011 Matt Hardy is a sad sight to look at. I'm glad the man at least got his act together because he had a beer gut. He looked like he was gassed up, like he just couldn't, he had no stamina. His hair was in dreadlocks. Oh, it was, it was bad. And it was a very just, weird like situation because that was just as Blair was moving from like Fortune to Immortal, and because I think I remember the match that before yeah, it, it was like a yeah. triple threat match or like street fight. Yeah, and, like Matt Hardy let Flair win. It was just all very weird. Like you didn't really get why. That's TNA, really, coming towards the end of TNA. I don't think anyone understood what was happening. Uh, Mr. Anderson versus Rob Van Dam. Um, yeah, looked like it was just filler for the main event, to be fair. Double uh, count out. Mr. Mr. Anderson doing his asshole gimmick. Oh, was this then? Yeah, he was like, I'm an asshole. And he really is. <laughs> yeah, he... He didn't have the nicest things to say when he got fired from there. No, he never did. And like, because that was the story, wasn't it? Is that Bischoff told him the network wanted ratings and they didn't like him because of his lack of family friendly nature. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, Mr. Addison. I liked him as Mr. Kennedy. Felt a bit sorry, but yeah, now he's nothing. But yeah, double count out. And then the main event, the, obviously the only thing that people remember from this. Joe, Sting versus Jeff Hardy. Well, here, here, Great I'll match, by the way. I will, I will review this whole match for you. Ready? Go. Jeff, Hardy, Jeff Hardy comes out. After Eric like Bischoff. a minute. Like, wasn't his music going for like a minute before he even appeared? For a minute. Eric, Eric Bischoff is following him. Eric Bischoff looks way, 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 way concerned that something's not going the right way. The... He tries to throw his shirt to the crowd like 15 times. The bell rings. Scorpion death drop. It's Sting. Yeah, yeah, because they he put the X sign up during Sting's entrance, didn't he? The ref. Mm-hmm. The X was put up while Sting was making his way to the ring. <laughs> yeah, because I remember like his music went off and it was a good 40 seconds to a minute before he even appeared. <laughs> we chose it this week given that Tony Khan had the same look on his face. Uh, yes. <laughs> to be fair, Bischoff came out and obviously tried to call an audible. Clearly, um, you know, um, clearly worried. Um, but yeah, I think they did what they had to do. And he, you know, spent time away, another rehab and more Jeff Hardy stuff. Actually, um, he did the where he was a face. And it was, was a like- shame because, as you say, like, okay, there is some trash in there. 
but there wasn't it wasn't all terrible you know also like, he also he had that awful looking jeff hardy championship belt that looked like the divas title it was just this weird looking butterfly yeah yeah <laughs> i remember the title um <laughs> I'm just timing how long it was from his music hitting to him coming out, oh, by God. the way. Yeah, all right, yeah, please. I'm timing it now. It it's, felt it's running. forever. Because I was quite hyped. As I say, I was quite big on TNA. 47 seconds. There you go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, look, that, that's, that's how long it took him to even just get out to the, 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 the ringside. <laughs> that's just to get to the top of the ramp. <laughs> Another minute to, like, figure out what he was doing with his feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At 54 yeah. seconds, he almost fell off the ramp. And it's very clear. Like, it's one of them where there's no question. You can see he is off his nut. Like, yeah. as soon as you saw him, you were like, oh. oh I can wow. smell him through the YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> smells right. like we were at Pop World. Exactly. Do you know what? Your ma that match will be over before Gio has even spun this for his next uh, event. Uh Right, uh, what do you want to do? I tell you what, what we'll do, we'll spin, but Damo can pick the brand. What brand pay-per-view is Geo got to watch? Ooh. WCW. Okay, WCW oh, pay-per-views. Right. It's always fun when you say WCW. And I'm, I'm always... including the, the Jim Crockett promotions from the early 80s. Ah, perfect. <laughs> right, say stop, Geo, when you are ready, sir. Up. 1997. <laughs> Let me guess. Hogan You're going to get a lot of Hogan versus Piper. <laughs> no, I'm either going to get that or it's going to be the outcome is Hulk Hogan wins. <laughs> okay, right. Say stop. God, there's some trash in here. Oh, Lord. Stop. Oh. You got. Full Brawl 97 War Games. Bring up the card. Okay. Right. I, I, I kind of know what this is. Yeah, right. So it starts oh. Cruiserweight Championship, Guerrero versus Jericho. Uh, oh, look. The typical WCW. Yeah. Let's start with something good. Yeah. Then there's Steiner Brothers with DBRC taking on Harlem Heat and Miss Jacqueline. Um... Alex Wright versus Ultimo Dragon for the TV championship. Uh, Jeff Jarrett versus Dean Malenko. Where um, the card starts to fall off, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Wrath and Mortis. Oh, my God. Is that Mortis? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Mortal time, baby. Yeah. Wrath and Mortis taking on the faces of fear. Meng and the Barbarian. Oh. <laughs> uh, nice. The Giant versus Scott Norton. Uh, DDP and Lex Luger versus Randy Savage and Scott Hall in an ODQ match. And then the War Games, NWO of Buff Bagwell, Kevin Nash, Six. Uh, yeah. Conan versus the Four Horsemen, Benoit, McMichael, Flair, and Mr. This, this is the whole, like, NWO did that fucking disrespectful, distasteful Arn Anderson Thing where they were like putting on bald wigs and shit and mocking him and being like, oh, I'm an alcoholic and I had to retire. And it pit, it legit pissed off like Ric Flair because they were like, you took the shit out of a serious dude's retirement. Right. Oh, God. So, yeah, it actually like hasn't got terrible ratings. Is the match over? <laughs> over. 
Uh, no, it's not even started yet. Uh, 257, no, the referee... 257, Sting's still coming in, and the referee's throwing the X's up. Oh, you see the X's? Yeah, oh, God. See, the, like, it's all the... Like, as you say, look, three minutes before you even Sting was, like, halfway down the ramp. You're just like, what is happening? 4.35, and we're still not started the match. Wow. And the match is, like, 90 seconds, if that... <laughs> I think from the bell ringing, it's like he doesn't just lock him in straight away. But, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, you've got full brawl, 97. Oh, fun. To be fair, 94 WCW wasn't terrible, and Hogan's not on the card. So, you know, you could have got worse. You, got. you mean 97? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. At this time, I believe he was out making uh, one of those TNT movies. That's why he wasn't there. Because that was part of his contract was like, hey, got to make a TNT movie. I get to make a TNT movie. And right, 515, no, Bischoff. <laughs> none of those TNT movies were good. No, no, they weren't. No, no, they weren't. Um, but yeah, right. Also, um, I've got a, a personal shout out. Eva Marie got attacked by fire ants and ended up in hospital. Okay, that sounds really fucking grim, though. You know, like it's one of them where I like, forget who he is. It sounds fucking grim. Fire ants are nasty, man. Um, and also, uh, good wishes to Ricardo Rodriguez. Um, like, he'd come out about all these alcoholism stories and stuff. So. Uh, mm. Yeah, and we uh, got Bobby wrestling Fish. for saving his life. Yeah, uh, yeah it was Bobby quite a good Fish. interview to watch, actually. We, we we got a little bit of news before we go. Bobby Fish was let, officially let go also. Yeah, and I think, you know, he's talked a lot of shit about punk. And obviously, that brought up Kenta. Well done. Um up a little. I, I'm not really shocked. I don't see him going back to wrestle. I could maybe see him going to NXT and doing some stuff with Diamond Mine. Maybe as like a well, guy, that's what you I'm know. Thinking. I think, I think they're gonna have him and Strong, and then they're gonna have the Creeds, and then whatever they're doing. Yeah, with I Kemp. can see him, I'm and it might, might help Roderick Strong a bit. <laughs> We've lost Demo to the Jeff Hardy staggering around. <laughs> Me, I'm at 6.45 and it's still not started the match. Bischoff's still talking. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, though, Bish, um, Bish said some stuff about Punk and then Kenta finally spoke up about the go to sleep, about not being allowed to use... Four years, yeah. four years in that damn country, not able to use my own finishing manoeuvre because you couldn't even bring yourself to change the name of it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, fair play to Kenta. But no, I think um, I think Bobby Fish will end up back maybe as a coach on NXT because, like, you know, what is he? 40s now? What is he? 44? Like that, Bobby Fish. Yeah. He's also yeah. made of fucking fiberglass. Yeah, he gets injured a lot. But I could see him going, maybe they do it to help Roderick Strong give him a buddy and, you know, he could do, take some falls and small work while coaching. Maybe I could see him maybe going back. But I, I do see all of them going back. Adam Cole. I'm not sure about Kyle O'Reilly, but I do see Adam Cole going back. Um, well, yeah, 729 like L. There you go, 729. Now, now the easy bit. <laughs> I mean, I... No, we've got the T-shirt, we? Oh, here we go. Oh, that's a few seconds. That's what makes it 90 seconds. I think about 120 of the 132nd match was him <laughs> threatening to throw his shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I can see that because they were all Triple H boys. Yeah, those probably more than anyone, 
you know, and when you see like Braun's come back and you know, Luma's back, I mean, these are guys that have done well. Dakota, Gargano. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, people he trusted have come back quickly. And like this new look Kevin Owens is already and yep. stuff Sami Zayn is doing is just fucking amazing. Um, yes, it's, it's fun at the minute. And the numbers don't lie. Like SmackDown hit like 2.2 2 mil. Do you, think, you think with Solo, with Sequoia joining them, they turn on Sammy and then that starts Kevin and Sammy? Uh, Kevin and Sammy win the tag titles off yeah, of the Usos. I think, yeah, I think Kevin and Sammy win the tag titles off the Usos and give them their sort of joint moment, which I think they deserve. Uh, yeah, I think that's gonna be a, I think that's gonna be a mania match. Yeah, yeah. Um, eight thirty six first. And I think you know it'll finally wrestling. it'll finally give Sammy and Kevin a fucking mania moment. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, one thing here: um, WWE failed a trademark for the name Oru Mensa. It's apparently for a new superstar ring name, but it's unknown who. So Oru Mensa has been applied for. Just literally. What? While we're talking, right? Who that is? New guy coming. So eight thirty six was the first wrestling to happen in the match. Yeah. Eight fifty seven, <laughs> the free count. <laughs> so twenty one seconds. Twenty eight seconds. Yeah. There you go. Twenty one seconds. Terrible. It was such a shame because you know it just again it highlights everything wrong with Hardy. Nobody do you know? Right. We're back finally. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been emotional. Let's hope that we don't get too many twists and turns like we did this week, and wrestling can calm down a little bit. Let's hope that Damo doesn't. Let's hope Damo doesn't come find me and start biting me and throwing steel chairs at me. <laughs> Trust me, he wanted to. The night Listen, I you. <laughs> yeah, I did seven hours. I'd have, <laughs> I'd have had you if you didn't share a bank account with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> And on that bombshell, I'll see you both next week.